the star. The star. The star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pants, seven the pants. That dude fears on the fears on the feet. Yeah, yeah, we living in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change, sound change. Crown the king, crown the king's homie. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the fields. Oh, and five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, teams and all seeds, they taking no shorts. No hot to death. Oh, yes, these other sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth yeah. No need to dig for a part in line It's always in season to keep the start five, start five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five Get it. We got what you need, if the sports news you seek We don't waste time, we talking cause we live We got what you need, yeah. we going in on three Run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you need, what you need. And y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the hellest cast stick. I got what you need, I got what you need, 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 what you need. Oh yeah, we are back with the newest episode of the Start of Five. Broadcasting a little different this week because fuck my computer. Y'all know who I am already. No need for me to do the long talking. What up, my good light-skinned brother? I got to realize I got to point the other way today. Yeah, what's good, man? Weather's finally getting nice. It's been chilly a few nights, but, you know, proud to be outside, enjoying some smokes, enjoying the weekend, man. Looking forward to this spring-summer very much. Word up, word up. What up, oh? Uh, what's good? What's good, fellas? Um, it's your boy Big O dealing with this fucking hangover. You know, say had had a couple of drinks last night. A couple of people, you know, what I'm saying so. I'm 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 hurting today, boy. But I'm gonna make it through. Got my you water. To, <laughs> you had to fill in for Jamal's feeling the last week. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I can't I can't let him outdo me this week. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Pretty much. What's up? I don't know what that feels like. Cause to all y'all with hangovers, I don't know what that feels like. I, I never had one before. Yeah, oh shit. It's not, it's not a good feeling, man. You're a good man. So I've heard. That that's gonna be a topic for another week. What was some of our worst drinking moments? Because I <laughs> I have I got my I got my <laughs> two specifically and it was back to back years and they've <laughs> never ever gotten worse than these two years but we'll do that another week yo uh first and foremost i gotta well as i'm showing the shirt the og make sure you hit that uh you know look at that that little icon on the top corner to hooks rubs and spices go to hookrub.com get yourself 20 percent off a hooks rub using the code starting five but also, as I bring it back to merch, talking about merch, this is where the whole podcast journey started back at talkingmyteam.com because I'm on my phone. I can't freaking get the line up straight. There we go. 
but this was the OG, the original first piece of merch that we launched when this whole journey started back in 2014. And obviously we're no longer talking my team anymore, but the reason I show you the shirt is because I just launched, I'm trying to see now, you know what? I'm not worried about the screen sharing this week because I'm on the phone and all that, but um, I just launched on the Star 5 Podcast's Redbubble site because Teespring, the normal merch site for our shirts and stuff, they became uh, politically correct haters. And that's the best way I what? can put that. They be- It was politically correct haters. And reason being is because I had to, I had this idea and I had to jump on it before anybody else did. And y'all know, like, we do conventions, you know, shout out to J1Con every year. We're always there. Uh, haven't heard from the head nerds, even though they was like, yeah, we'll have you at uh, this year's H&IC Con, right? Haven't heard from them yet, so I don't know if we're going to be there or not. Uh, but, um, damn, I really want to show this, but I can't do the damn screen share from here. If you go to conventions... If you go to wrestling shows, most comic book nerds, anime nerds, you know, even sports fan nerds and geeks, they stink. They fucking stink. And many of people, you could tell they didn't wear deodorant. Sometimes, you know, you got some of them people who like their natural scent. You got some of them people who are like, I don't know if y'all remember from like the 80s and the 90s, there used to be that deodorant that was like a crystal that you used to rub under your arms. And I remember my aunt got us that shit. That shit never worked. It never it never worked. But if you, if you are a fan of some type of fandom, each level of fandom has a bunch of funky motherfuckers. So I had to launch the shirt that says real, real fans. What it was supposed to be. It's the line is real fans wear deodorant. But what I did was it's, I drew a line. It says real. I draw the line. And then we could fill in the blank of whatever fandom you want to put in there. Right now up on the Redbubble site, we got real wrestling fans wear deodorant and real anime fans wear deodorant. The next one that's going up later today is going to be real comic book fans wear deodorant. I'm going to definitely put a real sports fans. And then any other ideas y'all got of some funky motherfuckers that are fandom, that are fans of some level of fandom to something. Damn, Ladybug jumped on my straw. Shit. (laughs) But anyway... If y'all are fans of some level of fandom to anything, let me know, and we'll make a shirt out of it. But to to kick it off, man, because y'all know I'm heavy on the wrestle talk when I can make TikToks, and the number one complaint from any show goer is motherfucking wrestling fans stink, yo. <laughs> and so that's, that's so that's a real thing. That's a real. Thing. That's a real... Thing. Oh, it's very real. Motherfuckers just come to the arena musty. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's sad. 
I'm sure y'all. I'm sure y'all been to New York Comic Con before, right? I have not. Oh wow! I, I've only ever been twice. It's all right, but they roll in packs. So they just musty together. Some people just be musty together, or they'll be that. What are they like? They nose blind to each other or something like that? How does that work? I, <laughs> I don't know, yo. I don't know, but when I tell you it's a real thing, son, it's a real thing. Some Listen, of these motherfuckers either don't like or forget. I mean, I have my days where I forget to wear deodorant, but I'm also, those days are usually when it's nothing strenuous or like I'm home and I'm not going anywhere and I'm not doing anything. So I'm giving myself, my body a chance to detox from putting all that stuff while I'm at home. Not Listen, you can you can skip a day. You can skip a day here. It is not your your body funk ain't gonna go up to level twelve unless you play basketball or something like that in the in the middle of July. But um, like I mean, I've been around some people who are religious that don't wear deodorant, and they need to think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like soap ain't getting it. Hope is not Facts. getting it. Facts. Hope is not but getting this it. This is this is this is it's a friendly reminder from the Starfire Podcast <laughs> to make to make sure your shit don't stink when you out and about in these streets, especially when you're around convention goers. You at parties with with you know parties of same you know same level of fandom people and stuff like that. Gaming nerd, you know, gaming tournaments, what? whatever the case may be. Where's the I'm, respect for your fellow man at with this shit? Like, come on, bro. Like, you offending everybody. Man, listen. Like Miss Pearly said in, in Next Friday, bitch, somebody like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was Friday after Next with the mustache. Said, Look at me, and I'm still like single it. out here in these streets. What am I doing wrong? Putting on deodorant. That's what it is. <laughs> so I believe I put it it's it's in the description of this show if you're watching us on YouTube you could click the red bubble link to get to to get to the Starfire podcast red bubble to get those shirts cuz like I said normally most of our shirts and stuff are on Teespring when you click the if you go to the Starfire podcast page and go to merch and if you click a shirt or a hoodie or something that's connected to our Teespring these I didn't put up on our website yet, but I'm going to do that later today. But these are through our Redbubble page. And there's mad options of merch to buy with, with that <clears throat> logo. So you could get stickers, hoodies, freaking mouse pads, like you name it. You could remind your fellow whoever. I might have to make one and say real co-workers. Real co-workers where... <laughs> Real, cool work, <laughs> yeah, real, real work fans wear deodorant or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I left the blind, I left the line blank for a reason for me to fill in on the template. So, yeah, there could be one out there for you too. So, <laughs> hit that link in our YouTube description. It'll come up later. I'm gonna put it on the TikTok page later. And yeah, new merch from the Starfire Podcast, only because I felt inspired and compelled overnight to do so. But anyway, that's your PSA, man. I like that. You, 
You was away. You was away last week. How's everything? Everything is good, man. Like I said, I have no complaints, man. Um, been very blessed with with the direction of life right now. So I'm very happy with that, and I'm just continuing to keep on the path. Like really, man, life is good. Life is good. Yeah. The he was rubbing his. He was rubbing his chest. Oh, before he started talking, did that mean the fifty, the fifty pains came in? <laughs> yeah, right. Little body aches. He was rubbing. You know what? Off the f- the, I'm gonna keep it one hundred with y'all. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a hundred, y'all. I feel great. I can feel better, but I feel great. But when I have to tell somebody I'm 50, that just hits different. You know what I'm saying? I just, I'm not, I'm not comfortable saying that shit, bro. I'm not comfortable at all saying. And then people look at me crazy when I tell them that shit. They're like, "No, bro, you're not. There's no way." And I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm gonna be honest though. I did fill out for my AARP card last week. And I'm taking advantage of all the discounts. Fuck y'all. Wow. Hey, man, yo, do that shit, yo. Start getting all the magazines to the house and all that. Why not? Nah, nah, we ain't doing all that. We going paperless, but I'm taking advantage <laughs> of all the discounts on flights. <laughs> flights, they got rental cars, hotels. This shit is legit. Gym memberships? I got to look into that one. Oh, you. Word. I'm taking advantage of it all. I want all my discounts. <laughs> that's that's dope. That's dope. But before we go any further, before we get into some of the main shit, last week because you missed it, yo, we um we had a conversation about worst jobs, and it was funny how Big O missed it because he was going to get some ice, but then discovered we both used to be, yo, so. You like cologne. You like perfume, right? We used to be those people who used to sell cologne and perfume. Oh, no. <laughs> no, dog. Dog. That was probably the last dog. job I got, I got looking through the newspaper, man. I was like, <laughs> facts. <laughs> dog. You just reminded me I sat in a, a fucking training class to sell knives. And I'm longer looking around like, why am I here? Because I'm not selling shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, but the, the homie it was Brian horrible. From the, UW, the, the homie Brian from the UWO podcast, he joined in with us, you know, to talk about his Celtics, who rest in peace to the Celtics. Uh, but we'll get there. Um, he described how his worst job uh, pertain to one of his worst fears and he has a fear of saws and end up getting a job at a pallet making plant come at a pallet making factory and the first thing that they did was put his ass on a saw big old big old well, let's Jamal, see. i got i got uh, a couple of bad jobs yeah, well, I mean, I was gonna say Big O and Jamal brought back the pool painting story, and uh, uh, wow, servicing people with like dementia and stuff like that. So, what what was some of your worst jobs that you've ever done? 
One of them, I was I was a temp at this garbage uh, hauling company, and you tell you could definitely tell it was mobbed owned. There wasn't a black person in sight, and they wouldn't let us leave the building for lunch. It was some some scary shit. It was like, no, you can't leave. I'm like, yo, I just will order whatever you want. You can't leave. What the fuck are you talking about? I want to go out for lunch. They were like, nope. You leave, you get fired. I was like, what? Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, it's, be, it's because you saw the bodies that got put in the <laughs> That was a bad job. I worked for Roy Rogers for a summer. That was horrible. It was fun, but it was horrible at the same time. I, I became an expert at making fried chicken, but, you know, it, <laughs> it was definitely every time a bad chick walked in, I was happy to... I would be happy to be taking out the garbage and shit. So it was never a good time for me when I was there. <laughs> Covered in all the flour uh, and dust and shit. Oh, my God, bro. You just reeked of grease every day. That shit was... The manager was an asshole. He would drop food on the floor and try to hide it. He was like, yo, we saw you, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, the worst. The worst job I've ever had. Maybe working for the post office. I'd rather pick cotton than do that shit again, bro. That shit was bad. <laughs> no. Bro, wow. we had to unload trailers by hand. Like tractor, like 30-foot trailers by hand with no machine, no conveyor belt, nothing. And in the summertime, if you have ever worked in a truck in the summertime, the box, pause, the box is hot. Okay, <laughs> the box is like 10 degrees hotter than it is outside. And it's fucking slavery in there because you're hauling 45-pound bags over your shoulder into a big container, and you're doing this like 15, 20 times in like two hours. Crazy, bro. I hated that shit. Literally hated that shit. And how long ago so was that? Because if you think about it, like, I mean, you're 50 and the post office is 25, 55. You could have been close to retirement now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, but I feel in hindsight, people I guess I wouldn't have been unloading trailers. I wouldn't have been unloading trailers for the rest of my life. But that shit was just a huge turnoff, man. That was just a summer and a winter to forget the money was good but the manual labor was horrible Word. any 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 manual labor job was hard yeah that was early that was um that was uh early 90s dan that was like 93 94 oh shit you would have been was, retired 90 uh, 93, 94, I started high school. So you would have been retired. God damn. damn. <laughs> you started high school? 1993. <laughs> Holy shit. I was really yeah, in the I streets at that time. Huh? Damn. I thought I was really in the streets by then. <laughs> yeah. 93. You had, I will say though, ninety something like that. You had, you had the good club era days where just everything oh. went down. There was mad like back alley clubs in New York. Oh, but Dan, you had to, you, had to, you, you, you had to be kind of dressed you, up though. Yeah, we, no, we took. You know what? That was one thing I gotta say. We took pride in what we wore. We got dressed to go to these clubs, and you know, I was either hill figured or poloed out most of the time. 
And man, we would hit a club from Thursday to Tuesday. That's how dope that shit was. This is one of the That's reasons why I never traveled in my early 20s, bro, because everybody was here. I would see celebrities, yeah. rap stars, everybody in the clubs I was going at. They was right, literally standing right next to me. Yeah, and and that era freaking, it used to be like Tuesday to Thursday. That's when all the celebrities were out because all the, all the common folk only had the weekends free. Right. Oh man, it was those were good times, man. Palladium, two eyes, uh, Webster Hall, um, the tunnel. Um, what's the, the the club that was in the church? Um, Limelight, yeah, Limelight, Danceteria. Yo, yo, it was mad joints every night. You could just you had to choose between a club on a certain night because everything was popping at the same time. Word. Word. That's gonna be another topic for another day. Like we, we, I, I mean, we all, we obviously know how that era got squashed. Thank you, Giuliani, piece of shit. Giuliani then Bloomberg came and just took the rest out. But yeah, yeah, we gotta have to talk about that because I mean, I know my club experiences. Like my favorite spot was in Jersey, but then you know we were, you know, early two thousands. We were every Friday and Saturday at Webster Hall. Easy every Friday, Saturday at Webster Hall. Once in the blue would be at exit. Uh, I know I did, I know we went to mm-hmm. 2020 one time. That was that shit was what downstairs under like one of them buildings in the 50s, yeah. But yeah, we'll, yeah I, I, we'll I, I, actually, I work, I work in the building that Mars 2020 used to be at and shit that was downstairs. I oh, work shit. at that building now in that same building, it's 50th and Broadway, yeah. Um, right. China Club was banging. Was right also, the back then, we had roller skating rinks. Like people were still going roller skating back then. Skate key, is not yep. Skate key. Um, the shit in Jersey, the rink in Jersey. Um, yep. It was two more. There was another one in the Bronx. I can't remember the name of it, but we used to do that shit too. Those were good days, man. I know there was there's one in Brooklyn. I don't know if we went to that one. I know we went to Skate Key one time and something happened where it was just like, yeah, y'all, y'all might want to back go backwards out of here. We didn't we we was there, we went in and we was almost immediately out. Like Damn. We, had, we had we had this girl we was that was hanging out with us who was a, who was a skater skater, like like she was one of the best people on roller skates I've ever seen. Somebody I went to high school with. Oh, damn. And it was just, it just fucked up the night. I forgot what we did after that. I know there was I always know something popping Jersey, off there. The rink in Jersey, that was close to FDU. And my boy mm-hmm. was going to FDU at the time. And I know we went there because Bobby Condors and Jabba was spinning there. And that was back when they was at like all the spots in New York. Bentley's. The shadow. Jesus. The shadow was in the shadow was in orange, right? No, I thought that was uh, on Forty Fifth Street, like Eighth Avenue or some shit like that. So it might have been Ben Latin Quarter. That was in Jersey. 
Bentley's might have been, or Connecticut. One of them was in Connecticut. Yeah. I think I I think Bentley's might have I gotta you know what? I gotta ask my boy, because one of those is tied to uh worst drinking worst drinking experiences ever. So when we we'll we'll, we'll, pile, we'll compile all that together one of these weeks. Cause I again, y'all are older than me, so I know y'all got way more club stories than I do. Cause like I said, my my club era turned into when clubbing became hitting the lounges eventually, and the lounge mm-hmm. the lounge scene to me was just so much better because it wasn't as packed and the vibes was always more yeah. chill and all that. I, yeah, plus less I violent. Some of my websites, one of my websites, yeah, plus less violent, but. There's one thing I could tell you about, like being bored in Webster Hall. I'll save that for that episode when we do that. Shit. <laughs> when we do that shit. Well, you know what? While we're here, before we get to the sports shit, this is the 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 kind of the freestyle topic that I wanted to just talk about. Talk with y'all. If O could come out of witness protection, if he's not throwing up for this one, you know, I because we thinking about you know we. We're briefly covering talking about like bad. We talked, we recapped last week's bad jobs with you. We just talked about a little bit of like the club era stuff, but it always makes me think back to. I, I was thinking back to like on some like yo, yeah, us Gen X's childhoods are better than these millennials and Gen Zers in multiple ways. Now there's good. And then there's bad because I'm like, yo, we're stronger than y'all first and foremost because we went outside, and this ain't a real hater mission, you know what I'm saying? That we're, gonna, we're about to be on, but it's like, yo, first off, we went outside, we went outside and took bumps, bruises, and shit. You know, depending on the neighborhood you were in, like we all played football in the street. You know, if you're a boy that played sports, that is, you definitely played football in the streets. Depending on the neighborhood, you play tackle football right on the fucking asphalt, which was dumb as hell. And I think I might have done that a couple times in life, but barely, because we always had a field that we could definitely did that. But we definitely played padless football on grass and or asphalt. Uh, You know, like I know some dummies used to have rock fights (laughs) with shit like that. But we had, you know, we had did that. You know, obviously the tag skelly. Uh, Roundup, fucking, but what was it? Oh, you, what made me want to talk about this, oh, was you posting that video in our, uh, one of our group chats, I'm not going to say where, of the video of kids making, pretty much people of our age groups making ramps and jumping them shit with our bikes. Ooh, did that. Definitely did that shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did that shit. That was back. That was back when I used to live in the Bronx too. Let's say a lot, a lot of cuts, scrapes, and bruises from that shit. Hit that mm-hmm. ramp wrong, boy. It'd be a <laughs> ramp. <laughs> yeah, and, and all it took, all it took was a piece of plywood. Excuse me. All it took was a piece of plywood and, at minimum, a tire to put on the other side. Yeah, the ghettoest ramp you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Well, a milk crate would be that, 
But that would be like, yo, you had to hit that shit at the right speed, at the right pressure to not collapse the <laughs> milk crate. <laughs> or, or you know, or make like, say, if you had pieces of wood and rocks and shit stacked underneath to make sure nothing shifted. Bro, Dan, you had to make yourself actually lighter as you hit the ramp so you wouldn't fuck up the whole shit, bro. You would just... You were just willpowering yourself to be lighter as you hit the rim. Word, you couldn't, you couldn't fuck it up for the next person that was behind you. No, nope. word, yeah. you had to hit that that milk crate. You had to hit that milk crate just right because that shit like to shift. Like yeah, you know, that shit is slide right under. Yeah, it's slide right under. The tire, you was good, but yeah, that milk crate, okay. man. You you didn't you wasn't sliding over. You was going headspace first, endo style across that bitch. <laughs> Man, listen. I, I before I throw it because the way you just said that before I throw it to y'all on just some y'all bring up some of them things that just made our generation better. Yeah, we getting on some get off my lawn shit, whatever. But in hitting the, almost hitting the endo, flipping over the bike. I remember. <laughs> All we were doing was riding from my house up the block, which was a little light uphill. It wasn't even nothing serious. We was going up the block, going to Faber Park, right? Because in the park, the walkways kind of like snake down. So we would ride them joints, hit them fast, which, side note, thinking about it, there's a road out here on Staten Island everybody calls Snake Hill. It's like somewhere behind the Staten Island Mall, right? I rode that shit full speed and cars, it's a regular car roadway. I did that shit. We rode all the way out there and I did it with a bike with no brakes. I survived. You was living dangerous, sir. You was living You was living, you was living your best life, yeah. But, but to think that I did Snake Hill, right, with no brakes, no nothing, right? And as I'm saying, I'm going up my block. We're going up my block. This is when I lived on Faber Street. We're going to Faber, Faber Park. And we're riding, we're riding. And out of nowhere, I think, I don't think my chain popped, but I think I hit the lip of a manhole cover that was just a little bit above. Mm. And standing up, and I go, go, wow, just like that. I go flying forward, right? I land on the ground, boom, with my, my forearms in my hand, right? My face just misses the ground. I'm like, whoo, Saving shit, the I face, boy. My bike went like this. It flipped over, flipped in the air, and the back tire smacked me in the back of the head, made me bend oh, my on the street. Shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn! Just when you thought it was over, <laughs> and the, what what makes this story and each story even funnier till this till this day is still forever hilarious to me. I'm trying to fucking laugh it off because my boys is laughing at me, everybody's laughing at me, but then there's these kids on the side on the sidewalk laughing at me too, and then all of a sudden I turn tough guy on them. But then I'm turning back to my boys and I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. And like I'm dying laughing. But I'm playing on the sidewalk. But I'm laughing. Like it was just like, yeah, yo, y'all got it. Whatever. And yo, it's one of the funniest shits ever, yo. So what are, what are some things, yo, that, that y'all remember that y'all been through that just that made our generation better than this one? 
being chased by dogs. Nobody gets chased by a dog. <laughs> I got so many stories of being chased by dogs, bro. One time I was being, I was doing a paper route. I was selling newspaper subscriptions. And this dog came barreling around from the side of the house. And my boy's like, run. And I get halfway to the middle of the street. And it was slightly drizzling outside. And I must have caught a leaf or something, bro. I slid on my back from halfway in the middle of the street to under a car and shit. Like, it was in record time, bro. All on my back. My bro, my boy was like, that was the dopest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I got stuck under a car from being chased by dogs. We're also one of the last generations to go to a go party until four in the morning, sleep for three hours, and go to work the next day, damn near in the same clothes that you went clubbing in. We for sure own that. that shit because none of these kids do that. Yo, let me just. None of these kids today that, do that. My daughter, I spoke to my daughter not too long ago. She was like, Dad, I would never be able to do that. I would just call out. I was like, We couldn't afford to call out back in the day. There was no. Calling out, you had to beat it. Not at five twenty-five an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't messing that up. <laughs> Was it? Which would be even more reason to call out. <laughs> no. Yo, I remember. Oh, I remember. Going out, I remember going out to the club sometimes, man. And and yo, I would fucking come home, take a shower, put my uniform on, then go to sleep. <laughs> For like them two, them two three yeah. hours. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man, those are rough days. Rough day. Rough day. Yeah, and talking about dogs, like I just remember, everybody's neighborhood had somebody who owned a Doberman. You don't see Dobermans no more. Nope. Damn sure don't. Yeah, my grandfather had one. Or Akitas, because I there was this body shop. There was this body shop at the end of my block, who had an Akita. And his name was Baron. I'll never forget this. He chased the UPS driver out the truck. It was some comedy shit. He ran around the truck, went through the truck twice. Went through the truck twice, and a dog followed him through the truck twice. It was the most hysterical shit I've ever seen. And they were like, Baron, get back. That dog was wild, bro. He didn't give no fucks about nobody except for the people that worked in the body shop. If you didn't work there, he didn't want, he didn't want no business with you. He was tearing your ass up. <laughs> uh, I see oh my god people letting their German shepherds loose chasing us down the block it was just wild man we, we we people don't get chased out of towns like they use like we used to ride bikes from Mount Vernon to New Rochelle and that was like our nemesis like our arch enemy and people from New Rochelle would chase us back to Mount Vernon they don't do that shit no more either like you know what I'm saying it's just different different different. here's a crazy story Way back in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, we had a Nathan's uh, place, a Nathan's hot dog place with a super arcade in it on, on Central Avenue in Yonkers. And there was a bunch of Albanian kids in there. And this one kid was going around taking quarters out of kid people's pockets. And this kid took like, I just reached in and pulled out like a handful of quarters. Like, yo, what are you doing? And I snatched the quarters from away from him. But if he wasn't, because if he wasn't so small, I would have smacked him. But I just, like, pushed him. Bro, we got chased by, like, I don't know, 20 Albanians and two Iraq Camaros and shit. <laughs> 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 Yo, 
Just a bunch of white boys and Z Cavaricis chasing us with like Reebok pumps on and shit. It was crazy, yo. Z Cavaricis. Yeah, I, me- I remember one dude. One dude in my in my junior high school has Z Cavaricis, and he looked at him like, "Damn, you rich." <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> Bro, they were typical. They were these you had, tight. You had to be. A, you had to be around white people, oh. <laughs> they were baggy in the middle. They they tapered at the ankle and they wore these wild ass colors. It was a fucking thing for like five years, bro. And <laughs> they rocked the wife beater. And you had to drive either a, a Camaro or a Trans Am to get that shit off. That shit off. With some old funky looking Reebok. High you top. said it right, the IROC Z. The IROC Z. Yeah. Official the IROC Z. <laughs> Yeah, and then you had that crazy vanilla ice haircut. What What were some things that made our generation better? Oh, oh man, yo, remember? I'm a game. I'm a gamer, man. So remember back in the days when, when like kids, would, your friends would come over just to play video games and shit for hours. You know what I'm saying? That was that, me. Yeah, yeah, that shit that was. That was that was me and my people for sure. We was, you know, whether it was at either, either you know, my house or most of the time we was at my boy Lamar's house or like when even before high school it was my boy O'Sullivan. We was always up there playing Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Uh, you know, the funniest shit would be watching his watching Danny's parents uh, be in his room trying to play Super Mario Brothers, right? <laughs> And you know how a parent, like, they didn't, they didn't fully know the game, but they're sitting there playing the, the control and to make Mario jump, they're pressing the button and going like this with the control. They're making the control jump. <laughs> 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 they, they used to do that shit, yo. But yeah, like, I mean, of course, getting up with your friends to play video games was the only way you was able to play multiplayer. Yeah. Especially over yeah. here anyway. Yeah, um, especially over here, or or like you said, TJ, there was a Nathan's with an arcade. Like we had to find the stores that had all the arcade machines. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. would be yo, we're going to Starbase Comics today, or yo, we're gonna go to Major Records. They just got the new Street Fighter Two Champion Edition, and then there would be a fucking crazy line to play that. Everybody standing around the machine watching and shit. Put the quarters up, like yo, I got next, I got next. So here's how I say our generation was better. Cause you actually had to go to your friend's house to get them to come outside. And that's how their parents knew you, that's how their uncles knew you, whoever. And that's how everybody got to know everybody's kids. Cause you physically had to go and go to somebody's house. You could call. But you didn't like speaking to nobody's parents on the phone. So it'd be better if you was in person with like a couple of your boys. Like, yo, we need you to come outside today. because we And lie about the shit you was doing so you can go do some other shit. You know, as soon as you get outside, you're like, yeah, Word. we're not doing that. Get on your bike. We out. You know what I'm saying? Or the level of, or just the level of manners that we had to, to develop to go yeah. ring the bell. Or even make that phone call. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Such and such, yada, yada. You know, not, not Everybody knows each other by their first name shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that's I didn't know my yo, friend's parents' first names for years. Oh no, we would. You know what it is? We would know the parents' first names, but we would we wouldn't. You know, we would never call them that because we were raised right. Respect, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Lou says in the comments, he says, "You ever have the crazy ass modded Street Fighter Two arcade cabinets? They were hacked, and Ryu used to shoot like six fireballs at once." The the name of the store that had that that exact type machine, it used it was called Honey Bee. And we had to travel a little past our junior high school to go where that arcade machine was. And that was where Ryu had he had the double, it was a double fireball that would crisscross like this in like a wave. And mm. the, fucking cheat, the fucking cheat that was the super hack about it was you was able to throw one, jump up. Stop, throw one, and make a wall that went like this, and roll through. You couldn't the beat that shit. You no, you that could shit. because all you had to do is wait it out, block the bottom ones, walk forward, and then come back and kick his ass and stop him from rolling through the damn screen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, like, see, it, see, this is, yeah. It's shit like that that makes us better because, like I said, we had to memorize where all the games were in the arcades. Like, yeah. I can tell you exactly where. If if Gene's Deli out here was still a thing, I could tell you where the Pit Fighter machine was. I don't remember in the back of the store. I don't remember the first four games, they, three games they had, but the last game in the corner was Street Fighter 2. And we was all in that back corner playing Street Fighter 2. Pit Fighter used to be in the front of the store near the register. Freaking, um, I remember there was a store that used to be on the Richmond Terrace. It was one of the first times I seen the arcade machine that was a Super Nintendo arcade machine. And the, and the, oh, the with all the games was, on it. It was a Super Nintendo controller, not an arcade. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, I, same same place was the first place I seen the game Dragon's Lair. Mm -hmm. That game where it was just one button, but yeah. mm -hmm. I had to. I didn't learn much about that game until later in life. Like I say, I'm always up watching YouTube video game things, and I didn't realize that it's like you just gotta kind of make the right decisions. But you put your and that game used to be like a dollar. You put a dollar in, you'll get through yeah. a couple screens, make the wrong decision, game over. You got to start all over. Game over. over. Fuck that yeah. game. Game over. I hated that game. <laughs> hated that game. But then you're forgetting the, the one big reason that why our generation was better. Saturday morning cartoons, my guy. My guy. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoons and wrestling. The wrestling WWE and wrestling. used to come on at 10 o'clock in the morning. And then Chinese Kung Fu Theater at like noon and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just an epic roll through. Especially on a rainy Saturday day. Word. But yeah, I mean, there's just too many things. Like just going, like I said, just going outside. Just going outside. You know, the one big thing that I see, like something I see on TikTok all the time is like, <laughs> there was a video I seen where they was like, "Ew, you used to drink water out of the hose. You didn't have bottled yeah. water. Come on. <laughs> yeah, There's these people don't know. They have no idea. There's nothing There's like no the taste of that rubber hose. Water. 
Pause. <laughs> pause. Pause indeed. But there's nothing like the taste of the, taste of the fucking water out of, and, it, and it would be fucking ice cold too. Crisp. 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 There was no bottled water, water back then. Exactly. There was no <laughs> there was no such thing as buying water in a store. You could not buy water in a the store. They would have to go in the back and, in the back sink and give you a cup. And give you a cup of tap water. You didn't even ask for that shit. No deer park back then. No. No bringing no deer park. Well, nah, they had like you was able. It was a water cooler. Yeah, you was able to get like the big jugs, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking like the big, bigger than the gallon joints. Like I actually just threw the bottle out. You know the ones that you fucking sit on the shelf in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. With the little spout. Yeah, yeah. Or like TJ said, the water cooler water bottles. Yeah, that yeah, was that's it. another thing. Glass glass bottles, sodas and shit like that. Like they can't have that now. Forty ounces. We used to break. We used to break those religiously. You Boy, you I- could not finish a forty ounce without breaking it after you finished drinking it. <laughs> or I'll like you said, you. thinking the the sixteen ounce soda bottles. The Canada, like the Canada Drives and the Pepsi's and shit like that. Oh, the, with the foam, with the foam labels. Yo, you ever got hit with one of them bottles? Then them shits hurt. Those are like reinforced glass, bro. <laughs> them shits hurt, bro. But it made oh you my god. The day. But it made you stronger <laughs> the next day. It's a fact. Yo, you, you can dodge, get a speed now. You dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> you dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh yeah. my god, you bring back wild shit from the t- from back in the day. Lou said, Lou said, Lou said, one of my one one of my favorite memories of when I was a kid was after playing ball, going to the store and getting a quarter, a quart or a quart of quarter water. Or tropical, fa- absolutely a tropical fantasies for fifty cent, and now yeah. the the twenty yeah. ounce glass bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure sugar. I saw, Pure I saw sugar. somewhere. I saw somewhere. Yo, niggas say yo. Back in the days, yo, a dollar, a dollar would get you a bag of chips, quarter water, gum, now liters, all that shit, man, for under a dollar. Yep. Yep. Word. You yeah. walk out the store with a huge bag of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bag of candy for a dollar. Don't get five dollars because you were straight for like the week. <laughs> Word. And be like, yo, yep. let me get a sip. Let me get a sip. Don't put your lips on the bottle. Like, I'm like, nah, yo, snatch that shit out the hand. I'm like, you said a sip, not a fucking gummy. <laughs> <laughs> shit barely touched your lips and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your fucking no. backwash. <laughs> oh my god, yo, that that yo, was those shit. were crazy times. A lot mm-hmm. of good times, bro. Too many things. Too many, it's just again, no. I'm I'm just gonna go back and say it again. What makes us better than them is the fact that we went outside. Yeah. Like my one of my yeah. daughters, they they may come back outside in a little while. My other daughter Zoe, she likes to be outside with her, but you know, with her sister and all that. But so as soon as some bugs start flying around her, it's right up the stairs in the house. 
And I get it. We all got a little fear to some kind of bugs here and there, you know. I don't like spiders. Bro, then you remember riding remember riding bikes into like whole sections of gnats and shit like that? It'd be like a cloud of gnats. You wouldn't even see them. And then all of a sudden you just surrounded by gnats. You hitting gnats like speed bump, you know, like like you like cars hit mosquitoes on a highway type shit. You just run into a, a swarm of gnats. Or you can say you 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 haven't lived until you was bike riding, going mad fast, and out of nowhere you either catching a fly in the mouth or in the nose, and you oh, bro, <laughs> swallow my pause, swallow my fair share, pause. <laughs> she hit you in the back of the throat, you like oh, oh my god, think I swallowed a neck. Crazy yo, but I say all that shit made us. Made us stronger, made us think. You know, nowadays, nowadays, like, I respect mental health. I respect physical health and all that shit. They would look at us today like, damn, y'all went through some traumatic shit. Like, nah, that was character building. Mm -hmm. That was everyday life. (laughs) It's funny you should say that, Dan, because I have a younger dude at my job. He's like 22, 23. And he, I was like, y'all couldn't. He was like, did you have bullies back then? I was like, yeah, it was people snapping on you. And if you didn't know how to snap back, it would just be a rough time for you, you know, throughout your junior high school and high school career. Because if you couldn't fight and you couldn't snap, it would just be rough goings. It would just be a rough Word. going for you. Or you had you had people who literally would try to put hands on you. I could tell you. Yeah. I, You know, it would it would have been considered bullying to a point where – I used to get picked on in elementary school and it was elementary school. You know, I, I would see my fair share again, picked on, you know, I was the quote unquote fat kid, you know, Huskies. That's another thing. Y'all kids got your shit off the internet. We had to go to the fucking Husky section. You know how embarrassing <laughs> sometimes that shit felt, but it was whatever <laughs> Husky section. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. big and tall. It was husky. <laughs> yeah, it was husky. Yeah, it was husky. I had my yeah, favorite fuck that term people. Like, isn't this a dog? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. He's husky. That's all. He's just a little husky. He's not big. <laughs> he, he said my bully. He said my bully was this little ass ninety eight pound girl named Teresa, and I was terrified of her. yeah i remember i remember mine in elementary school it was this girl named martina who was she was tough as shit but never fought her back or nothing like that she didn't hit me or nothing she would just be the the pick on the pick on try to push poke all that just was mean and, and had the older brother that like if you did something you know other you know a grown growing older will became my man you know, her brother, you know, and I don't know where the hell she is in life now, but I haven't seen, as a person I haven't seen since freaking elementary school. But yeah, it it took me until junior high school to get into a fight with a friend of mine and dominating him to say, yeah, this never happened again. Like I, I, I actually fought a friend, a guy who I'm still friends with to this day and doesn't remember that it happened. In elementary school, he was a fifth grader. I was a fourth grader, but people said I I dominated him. But people said I lost the fight because when the principal stopped us, I was crying because I hated being. Af- I was always afraid of getting in trouble at home. Yeah. Right, and that's you another wasn't, thing. You wasn't you wasn't caring about 
the principal and now you was always worried about the ass when you get at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was more scary yeah, than or, anything. Or like I had a shout out to my bro, my boy Perry. Me and him had like a series of fights in elementary school. It was like I I won them three. I won three uh three to I mean two to one, but the last one like our parents our fathers was at the school. They let us have it out. And then they pulled us together and was just like, you know, like y'all are boys. It's just going to happen. Whatever, whatever. They let us scrap. And then they talked to us after because they were cool. They knew each other. And me mm. and him were friends. But it was like, yo, you fought your friends sometimes. Yeah. You yeah, you did. Sometimes. And then, you, did. you know, like me and my boy O'Sullivan, like one time I punched him in his house. We didn't talk for maybe like two weeks. And then one of us just picked up the phone, and then that was it. And it was, you know, a, a couple weeks it was getting right back to normal. But, you know, it, right. it, that's the difference between like then and now. Beef was squashed. It was squashed. There was no getting back. There was no, it's never over. I gotta, I gotta get my revenge shit. You yeah. just took your L, chalked it up, and you kept it moving after that. There was no lingering effects of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody constantly in your ear saying, yo, you going to let that shit slide, son? You want to let this keep? No, it was over. You know, people just drew a line where it was like, that was it. We're not doing this no more. Win or lose. Yeah. And unless you was on some like real street street shit where it was just constant retaliation, if it was just some basic school shit, like, yeah, y'all would see each other the next day or whatever, whatever, and you just kept it moving. You know, there was no, you just kept it moving. Like Lou said, there was no, I'm coming back to like, nah, there really wasn't for the most part, you know, for the most part, there really was no, like, yo, I, I got to get you again. Like yeah. one dude I, I fought in high school, I caught him. We was cool until this one moment. And it was just that like, yo, if this guy just says the wrong thing, I know I'm going to fight him. And we were cool though, but he said the wrong thing. We fought in front of my school. I punched him once. He fell. And then I started chasing him. And he just kept running like a chicken around cars until whatever. Then years later, he all of a sudden was a gang member. He confronted me and my boy O'Sullivan. You know what I'm saying? And it was just words. And I was just like, nothing's happening. You ain't doing nothing. We ain't got no beef here. Ain't nothing, nothing. And it was just words. And then after that, if we seen each other in passing, it would just be stare downs. Until he rolled up with one of my, like somebody who's like family to me, Ian's, one of Ian's cousins who's like family to me, two other people who I was cool as fuck with. They rolled up to Wagner College where my brother took my, my equipment out to DJ a party. So I went up there because you took my equipment out the house and they came into the party and it was like, how do I dap up three people? And then I, I, he was the Not last one and I look at him. I look at him and was just, he goes, I was like, so what are we? He's like, yo, what's past is past, and gave him a dap. And ever since then, I might have seen him in passing. It might have been stare downs again, but it was never nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. Like Lou said, there was no, I'm coming back tomorrow with an AK. Like, nah. Yeah. Nah. If you you nah. got your shit off. You won, you won, you lost, you lost. Or if it happened again, you take care of it again. If you got bested twice, it was over. That's it. Yeah. There's no reason to come back for a third. 
You yeah. lost the series. No. You got eliminated in the sweep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You lost. You know, and shit like that that made us a little bit, you know, because it just, I guess, problem solving, how to deal with problems and how to grow and move forward. You know, is yeah. little things yeah. like that. Little plus, things you like had that. friends. You have friends that be telling you, like, yo, it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Or just be like, yo, just dead this shit. And they would, that's when you had real friends back then. Like, they, you, friends you would roll with and be like, nah, it ain't worth it. Don't do it. You know, you, you, it's gonna, you just gonna make it worse for yourself. Whatever the case may be, you had somebody in your ear just like, nah, man, just let that shit go. You know what I'm saying? Word. So it's just different. Word. And I mean, and to be honest with you, like the, the group of friends that I rolled with back in the day, like we didn't even have those problems like that. I was the person who would just be itchy to fight just cause not even like, and I wasn't no bully. Like I was more protector of my people around me, but I was also always the biggest one. I was always right. the biggest one. I was always the strongest one. And that's why even like when we all grew you know, hang out together nowadays. I'm always the nah. No beef goes down when I when I'm around. No drama goes it's down funny when I'm should, around. It's funny you should say that, Dan, because I was always the shortest, smallest guy in my crew, all the time. And then when something was going down, they would try to single me out because I was the littlest dude. And my boys were like, "Nah, it ain't going down like that. Why are you picking on my neck?" You know what I'm saying? So. It was, I, I got the exact opposite of what you were, but it was always love. I always had love. So, word, word. But we can go wild on, shit. And on, and on. I was telling people, why we better? Yeah, I was telling other people the other day. We used to jump roofs and shit back in the day. People don't do that shit. I mean, no, because they don't go outside. <laughs> you know, they love to say, "Oh, yo, we outside, we outside, we outside." You wasn't outside. <laughs> Listen, we ain't doing no crazy shit like trying to do that train surfing shit. That's just above and beyond. Retarded yeah, to me. You know no, what I'm saying? I'm not we, doing that shit. If anything, the most we did of our era was standing between the two doors in the middle of the car. Yeah. No. Did you remember dudes used to hang on to the back of the buses when the buses had like bumpers on them and ride oh, the yeah. buses like for like four yeah. or five stops and shit like that? I don't I don't know why it was named this, but they used to call it geese in the bus for some reason. I don't know why they called it that, but they used to do it. Like, yo, like it would be and it would be like like Porus Renav, and it would be the littlest dudes that would run. Jump on the back and then take that shit down the block. Like, yo, we'll see you at school. Because <laughs> they didn't have because they didn't have the dollar ten when the fare was cheap. The dollar ten to get on the bus. Yeah. Wow. Classic shit. You couldn't you couldn't do that now without getting arrested and getting like a fifty hundred dollar fine just because they'll look at that as toll evasion nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Fair stealing. That's what that was, bro. <laughs> matter, matter of fact, I think the backs of the buses are flat as hell now, so there is there's no yeah, way you can. Yeah, yeah, there's no way you can do it. You know, but one thing I still do see that they do, because my daughter tells me every you you get that one person that opens the back window on the bus. <laughs> and they just hop in. No, I'm just, just, like, right just open the back, open the back window because the back of the bus be hot as hell. Remember? Oh yeah, 
And Yo, we did that one time. Window, the emergency window. You had to pull the red handle. Yeah, we did that one time on a city bus, and it pulled up right next to this Budweiser truck that was double parked, and we stole like a case of beer. My man was playing on a basketball team. Crazy. We shot with his <laughs> long ass arms. I'm pulling a case of beer on the bus. Yo, it was wild. I'll never forget that shit. We was like, yo, yo, we was making way too much noise because the bus driver should have stopped. But we pulled that shit <laughs> in and he kept on going. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, we did some cool shit. shit Junior high school, we used to do this shit called demolition where it was just literally like, it would just be like, yo, we'll just pick somebody out and then just jump on them. And I used to sit there like oh. it was, I eventually got into it once people once they tried to get me. Once they tried to get me, then I started to join in. Okay. So, <laughs> but, we never, but we would never like legitimately try to like pound somebody out. Now, occasionally right. some people did because they like they didn't like that person, whatever, whatever, and they would whoop on them. And it would be like, yo, chill, chill, like, get off, get off. Like, my man, shout out to my man, Archer. Like, he's he's still a mechanic till this day. He he does body work and stuff. But his pops was a mechanic. And for some reason, he had a freaking wrench in his pocket or his book bag. He pulled out a wrench. It would knock people in the head with the wrench. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Dumb shit. dumb shit. But, like, yo, we'd jump over the bus seat on somebody, grab him. And then just like you know, like work punch, wrestling work punch, like like yeah. punch them out. But it was like when they, I didn't like I said I used to watch it happen, watch it happen, and then wait for the day that they tried to get me, and then I would, I would they would catch me, catch me, I throw people off me, catch me, catch me, throw people off me. That shit was fun. And not like it not like fun. I was some superhero or some shit. But yo, it just it, but it it was again, it was stupid, but it was fun. Yeah, it was character fun. built character building but the shit was fun and most of these people still can be cool and friends with these people to this day yep you know that's that's just the difference like nowadays is everybody's all all no new friends as soon as you get into some verbal altercation they want to cut you off because you you can't take you know you can't take a couple words being thrown at you it's like come on <laughs> But now, if we were to sit in front of a therapist nowadays, I bet you there's a lot of shit to unpack out of all of that shit we went through. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes, sir. But yeah. that was just a yo. Yeah, we we went on long with that, but it's just it's kind of hard not to, to reminisce. You know, it's kind of hard to just keep it to like ten minutes. When you when you when you flash back into some shit, cause all it takes is a trigger word. <laughs> yeah, you off, you off, you <laughs> off. But who's about to be off though? Is this Miami Heat team? I don't give a fuck. The most fair weather fan base out there. They're already down one zero to the Denver Nuggets, who looked unstoppable. Oh, and they game two is today, sometime today, tonight, or whatever. Yeah, I already called right. Denver to win. Oh, what? Where are you at with this? And yeah, it's it's. I mean, no one expected this team to get this far, man. You know, with with as depleted as depleted as they were, even even full strength, I didn't expect them to get this far. You know, uh, the Miami team. I mean, Spolster's been done a hell of a job. You know, on, on the bench. You know, coaching, but 
that that squad, that Denver squad, man, like to a man, they're they're just better than they're just better than the Heat. You know, maybe, maybe besides small forward position, uh, Butler's position, and and not to mention, you know, that atmosphere they're playing in. I think that's why a lot of the shots, a lot of the open three point shots, they they were missing because that air up there, man. You know, you you two three trips down the court, you're tired. You know, and Denver, Denver, they're, they're used to that shit already. But you, you, but you're you're playing in a climate controlled building though. That, mm-hmm. That's where it makes it a little different. Now, training wise, I I can feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know because you, you got to breathe the air once you get there and like settle in. Like you're not, you're only in that climate control for two or three hours of what the game is. All the time you're outside the building, you got to acclimate to that. So I think that I think that does True. take a toll on them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It just it's just thinner up there. But um, Denver is also a much taller team than Miami. And you see what Aaron Gordon was doing to them. He was just abusing anybody that was around him who was three or four inches shorter, and he can jump. Yeah. So it's like like you you're not blocking his shot. Word, well, word, how word, many games? How, how many ga- How many games? Oh, do you see Denver? Uh, is it four or five? You saying? I think I think Miami will get one game. Denver's not going to sweep them. Okay. But you didn't know. you pick Miami last week? Uh, my no, no, I didn't. We, <laughs> we, we gotta have see. to check the tapes on that. We <laughs> gotta check the tapes. <laughs> nah, after this game, man. After this game, nah. I, I, if I if I pick if I pick Miami, I'm changing my pick. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nobody for Jokic, man, and he dominated the game without scoring. You know, so that's the thing. Yeah. When was the last time we seen a, a seven foot, seven foot something guy bring the ball to court, yo, at center? Well, we we kind of said that last week. There's too many of people that we named. But most of them were all the greats from our era, the nineties. Yeah, it, well, it just his basketball IQ is—you can tell he's just a head and shoulders above, above, above everybody. The way he sees the court and how he passes the ball and just gets his teammates involved. What does it say? One tide raises all ships, or whatever that is. That's Jokic. He makes his squad that much better when he's on the floor. He's just. He's just an unstoppable force. If you think you're going to shut him down in scoring, he's going to pass. If you think you're going to shut him down in passing, he's going to rebound. He, they they say he doesn't play defense because he's a little slow-footed. He's still seven feet, and you still have to go around this man. It's not like he's a small dude. He's a big, wide body, and once he puts his arms up, it's going to be difficult to score over him. So to, to say he's lacking, he'll never win defensive player of the year. But you still got to get around him. And that's not easy to do. The number one thing I need people to stop doing when talking about Jokic is using that word unathletic. Just because his body type is the way it is, there's n- there's nothing unathletic about that dude. You can't be unathletic and average a triple-double. That's just that's not going to happen. That's just not yo, going to happen. It's say, it's say that dude you can't, can't jump with a dollar bill. Yes, he, he has 14 rebounds. He gets 14 rebounds a game. Facts. 
<laughs> he got to go with somebody. He's jumping over somebody. He's getting over somebody. You know what I'm saying? Or two or three people at that. He just exactly. mauled at a, a bam at a bayou in the paint. He moved him with such ease because he's just so much bigger than bam. It's hard to stop that man. He could score at will. He could average probably 35 points a night if he wanted to. Yeah. If that's what he just wanted to focus on with scoring. And it's not in the he and he can kill you on all three levels in the post, mid range, and deep. That's just that's just hard to do. Yep. Yep. But what also is hard to do, TJ, is make history. And you wanted to bring up how <laughs> this Oakland A's team is about to make history. The Oakland A's might be the first team in I don't know how many years to lose 100 games in Major League Baseball. That is unheard of. Unheard of. And we were talking behind the scenes before uh, the show got started. They're 12 and, what, 12 and 48, you said, oh, 12 and 49 or something like that. Baseball has been almost three, definitely a solid three months. That's four wins a month. Four wins a month. You know how many games they play in a month? And they play every day, damn near. They average about 20 to 25 games a month. That's crazy. How do you average four wins a month, dog? How do you That's do that? Be, it's and, beyond and, and And they've lost like almost double digits of games where they had the lead and still lost the game. They were up several runs and they lost the game still. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that. If it's that bad, you might as well just start bringing up your minor leaguers and just have them run out into the field because I, I think they would just play harder at this point. For real. I wonder, I wonder, what, they, I wonder what that payroll is looking like. They're not one no. of the more expensive teams. They never have been a team with a big payroll. They never, they were, they were, they were like Dan was saying, they're money ball. It was the money ball team. So they would constantly get into the playoffs and make these great runs deep into the playoffs with not having a large salary. Not to say mm. that's biting them in the ass right now, but they do have talent on that team. It's just that they're not producing. They're, they're just, they're making errors in the field. They're not hitting with runners in scoring position. It's just a plethora of mistakes in it. It's got to be wearing on them at this point, where they're just going out there and just playing to play. At this point, they're not—they're not playing with any pride, no passion. Yeah. Well, you know, baseball is one of them few sports, though, that you can legitimately say you—you you have to pay to win. Like you—you got to be able to pay out to win to get to be able to afford the right talent and and, and to just move forward. Like, but a team that also. You look at like the the Los Angeles Angels. They pay them big bucks for freaking Trout and Shohei. Got two of the best players in the league, two of the best players ever, but they can never get over the hump. Which also they can't even get to, into the playoffs. It brings it back to it's still a team game. This is one of the Dan. You hit it right on the nail on the head. This is one of the sports where one person cannot dominate. Unless it's a pitcher who is like lights out, but he can still get touched. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You, you it, it a, a pitcher has to be like 
flawless, perfect almost to win you a game by himself. But for the most part, you need every person on that field and in that lineup to produce to win, to win a game. To win one game, you need all these people to be producing like that. That's right. very that's very hard to do. And baseball, hitting a baseball is not as easy as you think it is. Hitting a baseball is very hard. Oh, hitting very a baseball hard. Is it's possibly it's the hardest thing to do in sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if somebody's throwing it at 100 miles an hour. And Anderson, Anderson's dancing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what that shit is moving, moving away from you, moving towards you, you know, dropping off the table, as they like to say. These dudes are throwing sliders at a 98, 95 miles an hour. How are you supposed to hit that? Hmm. It, takes, it takes a skill. You have to be a very skilled person. Hand-eye coordination has got to be at the top of the top when, you, when you're no. trying to hit a baseball. And still, when, when it comes to the game of baseball, I, I always, in recent times, think about this now more than ever. You fail to win. And I'm not saying just failing to win-win, but you fail more often than you succeed in anything you do when it comes to baseball to be great. Like, to have a great hitting season is hitting over 300. That's still leaving. So if you're looking at it at a 100% thing, that's at 30% you're hitting the ball. 30% of your chances at bat, you're making contact with the ball. The other 70%, you're either striking out, popping out, grounding out. And And you're failing. But if you hit that 30%, that 300, you looked at as a freaking great, which when you put that into perspective, oh, it's crazy. Did I lose you too, O? Nope, I'm here, I'm here. You know, I'm just saying, when you put that into perspective of you lose more than you lose more than you actually win, to win in baseball is crazy, isn't it? Yo, it's that's that's crazy. I mean, like you said, three out of ten, three out of ten um chances that, that you put the ball in play, you know, you're you're considered you considered that that could be a Hall of Fame career for you. You know. But then <laughs> you hit the ball, and it's crazy, you hit the ball two times out of ten, and, and you're you're a you're a you're not even a mediocre p- player, you know what I'm saying? You're a below average player. So the the line is that fine. Right. It's crazy. And you know what's even crazier, too? Like, when you even put those numbers into perspective like that, like, coming up in high school, like, you'll get cats who can hit for, like, 500, 600. Then you get to college. It'll go down to, like, four to 500. But as soon as you hit the pros, where everybody can do everything you do probably better, like you said, you're hitting 300, you're an all-star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, yep. hitting you're hitting 250, you're doing pretty good. As soon as you get to 230, you suck. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is, again, you hit, you hit the ball, you're hitting the ball two and a half times out of ten. And, 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 and be honest with you, be honest with you, if you, if you hit the ball, two, if you're hitting, the ball, if you're hitting 250, you better be a, a home either. You better bring something else to the plate. Better be a home run hitter, you know, say an, an exceptional fielder, something. Because guys hitting 250, you can get that a dime a dozen. 
you better bring something else to the plate. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how crazy the game of baseball is, though, man. But yeah. today was dope. We got this done in, in less than two hours, surprisingly. I like it. It's always fun, though, having a reminiscent conversations of just the old school and yes, sir. In the past and like that. You know what I'm saying? As TJ strolled right back in. But, uh, Sorry about that. My phone, my phone got too hot. Nah, it's all off. good. It's oh all shit! Good. Well, no, before we was about to rap, I was just describing again how, in the game of baseball, you fail more than you succeed. But if you hit three hundred, that's only three times. Say three times out of ten, you're an all star. You're a hall of famer. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you, I was just talking about this with my boy last night, about Tony Gwynn, how such a phenomenal hitter he was. And Tony Gwynn has like over 10,000 plate appearances. He only struck out 434 times. Which is insane. It came out to an average of, it came out to an average of 21 games a season he struck out. And that's, Most that's, dudes are striking out 20, 20 times in a in a in a month. Yeah, yeah. But that's just—I mean—that's just putting bat to ball. And hey, I mean, gra- I, I will take a ground out over a strikeout any day. That means I made contact. Right. Right. Yep. His stats are so insane. Um, he has nine games where he's got five hits. He went five for five, nine times. And he's went and, and and he's got a total. He went 39 consecutive games without a strikeout. That's see. And that's see, that's oh, that leads to what you were talking about as you better bring something else to the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You better have that's a good something. glove. You better have some speed. Something. Exactly. Something. Yeah. You know, crazy. you know how unheard of nobody's going to be able to do that in this modern era of baseball. Nobody's going to be able to do that. Strike out 21 times in a season. 21. Now, pitching is too nasty nowadays. They said he faced Tom Glavin, Tom Maddox, Pedro Martinez. And forgot the other person. And it was only four times, and only one person struck him out twice out of all, all those dudes. And you're talking That's... Hall of Fame talent. You're talking yeah. Hall of Fame talent. Then he faced, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 times. <laughs> each? Each. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, but again, when you stack all the numbers up still, it's more losses, not, and I'm not talking losses as far as the win column. It's more personal losses than successes. Always. Baseball is a game of failure. It is. It's crazy. You you fail. Just when you look at it numbers-wise, you fail your entire career and could be considered a Hall of Famer. Hmm. You, could be, you could be considered one of the greatest ever for failing more than anybody else. You just failed better than the next person. And, and still walk away with a guaranteed contract. 
fat. <laughs> a fat-ass guaranteed <laughs> a fat-ass guaranteed contract. Every dime. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Bobby Bonilla. Bonilla Day is coming soon. <laughs> July every July first, right? Yeah, July. I think it is. I think it got like three more years left or something like that, no, which is I insane. It's, it's every. I think it's every July first to I think twenty thirty two. Are you serious, dudes? I have to I'm look that up that. now. Right. Yeah, we got, we'll look at we'll look it up and bring it up next show. But I believe he's getting he gets it's ten million a year from the Mets every year until 2022. I mean, a 20, you realize, 2032. You realize he hasn't been in baseball for almost 10 years now. Longer than that. 10 years, longer than that. Longer than that. But shout out to his wife for suggesting, yeah, you know what, that $10 million, take the deferral. And that deferral, <laughs> that deferral multiplied better than any bank account in America. <laughs> that man will never be broke. Word. He's got a check coming. Talk about M- NBA Benia- NBA Bobby. <laughs> never, <laughs> never broke again, Bobby. Never broke again, Bobby. That's insane. That's crazy. But anyway, what's crazy is, like I said, we kept this show to under an hour. Waiting for TJ to come back, we almost pushed the hour and a half mark. But like I said, yo, when it comes to reminiscing on just the good days, Sometimes you know we, we could do that shit for three, four hours, yo. Yes, sir. It's a fact. Well, yes, oh, sir. you know what to do. I, fellas, yo, great show, great show, great show, man. Like you said, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, uh, the reminiscing. You know, I enjoy reminiscing. You know, talking about childhood and shit. You know, bringing up old stories, man. It's, it's that's what I live for sometimes, man. Um, shout out to the, the listeners. You know, shout out to uh, our folks um, um, on the podcast, uh, uh, leaving, leaving messages on the podcast. Shout out to my partners who are here, who aren't here. You know, that's about it. Word, word, word. Shout out to the people in the comments today. Shout out to Jamal. I know you out there working, man. Get your hustle on, brother. Again, another great show, Dan. You brought back some real good stories for me, man. Like <laughs> now, I gotta call my boy and reminisce with him now, just because of some shit you said earlier. But <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, yo, those were some good times, man. Like you said, definitely character building, because you won't never find yourself in them situations again. You know what I'm saying? Some <laughs> you know of saying? So, yeah, this. yeah. Yeah, you had to do some real critical thinking as a fucking fourteen year old some days. You know what I'm saying? The stress was real. The stress was real. But yeah, another great show. Love you guys. Uh can't wait to do it again next week. Word up. Love both of y'all. Love Jamal out there in Pennsylvania, fucking uh fun tip. You know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, y'all know what to do. Hooksrub.com, twenty percent off, use the code starting five. Again, Look up the Starting Five podcast on Redbubble. Go get your real fans gear. Lou, you're going to like it. I'm going to send it to the group chat in a second. Real fans, real wrestling fans wear deodorant. Real anime fans wear deodorant. Real comic book fans wear deodorant. Real sports fans wear deodorant. And we out. Peace to Ishtar, peace to the table planets.
Peace.